Welcome to WP Contribute, shining the spotlight on the people behind WordPress, people like you. I'm your host, Christina Workman, and now let's meet today's guest. Hello, and thanks for listening to WP Contribute. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to Justin Aino. Justin is a WordPress developer and core contributor based in Cotonou, Benin. He currently works at DASC, an innovation and knowledge hub launched by the current government of Benin. Welcome, Justin. Hey, Christina. All I'm right. happy to be here. Oh, thank yeah. you for being here. And please, can you say your name properly so that uh, people don't have my horrible pronunciation to go by? <laughs> So I'm Justin Aino. Okay. And, and yes, I and live in Kotonou, Benin. Right. And the full name of the company that you work for? So it's a development agency of Semicity. Okay. And uh, DAC. Okay. Because you were nice and gave me the short form. Okay. <laughs> um, is there anything that... Uh, that you want to tell us before we get going about who you are and your, your experience in the WordPress world? So, um, I would say that the, I think the most interesting fact I say to people is that I've, I was not like prepared to work in WordPress fields, something like three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. I was totally going to take another path and I, I found myself in the WordPress space in the WordPress space and I'm still here today. So nice. Well that's lucky for us. What were you going <laughs> to do instead of WordPress? So before? I was studying applied statistics. So okay. my intention was to pursue in data science or another field related to data and informatics. Okay. But then I discovered WordPress almost four years ago, and <laughs> uh, I'm here now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. That sounds like something my son might be interested in. He likes math a lot. So you've been working with WordPress for about four years. How long have you been contributing back to it? So I would say that it's uh, I've started contributing to WordPress something like two years ago. Okay. And so how did you get after, started? Oh, yeah. Um, uh, after one year and a half, I've started with WordPress. So I've spent one year and a half working with WordPress, but knowing absolutely anything about contribution. Mm -hmm. Actually, I didn't even know that uh, there's, there's something that was called contribution right and yeah so i i remember i was like browsing internet looking probably for a tutorial or, and then i found the website make.wordpress.org mm -hmm. that's uh, the kind of house of con wordpress contribution right and that's how i discovered that this i can contribute to wordpress so I remember that when I started, I was maybe a little bit lost between all the, among all the difference, I mean, the different parts of contribution. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just start with the, what I found the most easy at that time, that was translation. Right. So I, I natively speak French, so it was kind of, pleasure for me to traduce, translate WordPress from English to French. So, okay. yeah, that's how I start contributing with translation. So, and, and how does that work when you do translation for WordPress? So, <laughs> as I said, I was first very lost among the different parts, but I was also lost in how contribution works. So, <clears throat> Sorry, I, I was not understanding very well the idea behind contribution that it's uh, volunteer work and it's uh, also collaboration work. Mm -hmm. So my perception was that uh, whenever someone 
I mean, it was something punctual, but actually it's not totally the case. It's uh, a whole collaboration work. So I, I found translation first uh, interesting, but confusing hmm. because I didn't know what to translate. Right. Because I have... There are, in translation itself, there are many parts like translating WordPress code, translating Teams, translating plugins. Mm -hmm. So I was translating, uh, make, I mean, WordPress website itself. Mm -hmm. And I was very lost. And I didn't know at that time a group of translators or a group of people that I can join to talk with, to ask for advices. So, yeah, I, I just, let's say that I just jump into translation and start translating as, as things come to me. Right. So, yeah. You just dove in head first. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. So um, what other teams do you contribute to? Because I know you don't just, you haven't yeah, just yeah. contributed to translation. So um, after I contribute to translation, I start exploring other teams. So I, I explored a little bit documentation of the translation. Mm -hmm. And this was at uh, the beginning of Gutenberg because there was need of um, a lot of documentation for Gutenberg mm -hmm. and also it was at that time that uh, the WordPress community have started migrating from Codes to the new help hub that will host all the WordPress documentation. Right. So I, I've done some work helping on writing some new articles for Gutenberg and migrate one of two Codes page to help up. So that was a very short passage at documentation team at that time. And after that, I've joined um, the core team that I've directly loved. And <laughs> so I, I was a developer, so the idea that I can help on with, I mean, with code or with anything related to WordPress core was very nice to me. Yeah. So I, I, I've, I mean, the core team was like the thing that was, was that was for me. Mm -hmm. So after I, I trained the core team, I, I stayed there this time till now. Mm -hmm. But um, day after day after contributing to core, I've noticed that um, teams work together contribution teams of WordPress work together. So when you start contributing to core at a certain level, you notice that you you have to do some contribution to documentation. Right. You have to do a contribution to meta or whatever. So they work very closely together. And mm -hmm. yeah, so let's say that I've done translation, documentation, core, mm -hmm. and then a mix of all of them. <laughs> I, I, uh, oh, I think I forgot something. <laughs> I also contribute just a little bit to the team's review team. Okay. Uh, it was when I was about to submit some teams so to WordPress.org. So I was willing to know how the review team works, how people evaluate the teams, and how, how they are accepted, what are the criteria. Mm -hmm. So I, I did a little passage in the Thames, Thames theme. And did your theme make it through? So, yeah. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> that's a funny story because uh, I think I've been rejected up to, what, four or five times? Maybe more, actually. Mm -hmm. because of yeah i was not like really aware of the process of the criteria so for instance you have to mention any assets any third parties that we are using the teams in the license those and so that was thing that i was not really aware of and because of just very little little things 
my team got rejected <laughs> a lot of times. But finally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got it all figured it. out. <laughs> yeah. That's great. And is it still in the repository? Yeah. Yeah. The name is uh, Do It Simple. Okay. So actually, I've not updated it for more than one year. <laughs> <laughs> but it's cool. There's one website on which it's running right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was my lesson, my first year. And yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think I will remove it from the repository. Whenever I find time, I'll maybe improve it. And yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's, uh, I think you're the first person on the show to have something in the repository, in any of the repositories. <laughs> That's cool. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, let's see, where do we want to go? Let's, I want to know what's your proudest contribution? Because you've kind of told us about a lot of the different things you've done. What would you say is the proudest contribution you've made so far, big or small? So the biggest was probably uh, when I was in the release team of Mm -hmm. 5.3. But the proudest for me would probably be the WordPress translation day four. Okay. That I've, I've, I've attended online and I, I gave a, a presentation about um, internalis- internationalization. Internationalization? <laughs> I-18N? <laughs> oh, yeah, this is I-18N of teams and plugins. So, yeah, this probably the proudest moment for me actually it was not uh, when i looked but it was not so cool because the video quality was uh, very horrible <laughs> the audio quality <laughs> I, I i was at a world camp in another country yeah so i was having difficulties to find a reliable internet connection <laughs> Yeah, it was very, uh, I mean, the video itself was very horrible, but the experience was great, and I'm very proud of it. Yeah, that sounds really great. Um, So that was for a World Translation Day, you said, right? Yeah, yeah. That was in May 2019, I think. Okay, right. So they do that every May if I remember correctly. Uh, here? Uh, yeah. I think that's sorry a little bit. Okay. From year to year. And what do they typically, it's all online, right? Yeah, it's uh, a 24-hour event online. Okay. Where people from every part of the world living in very different time zones, they gather to... to each of us has something like a time slot, mm-hmm. depending of the location, the time zone. And then for 30 minutes to one hour, mm-hmm. they speak about the, a topic. And if they have time or if the attendees are interested, there is something like an exchange about the topic you have discussed. Okay. And, uh, it's a very nice event. So basically an online conference, mm-hmm. 24 hours, yeah. all about yeah. translation, internationalization. Yeah. That's awesome. So that'll be coming up in a couple of months. We'll have to keep an eye mm, out for yeah. that. Yeah. And tell us more about um, what you said was your biggest, but not necessarily proudest moment with working on the release team for core so yeah that was clearly the biggest moment (laughs) actually i've helped on the release team of uh what a minor version before Mm -hmm. that was uh 
5.2.2. Okay. And yeah, at that time, <laughs> this was obviously my, my, my biggest moment. But mm-hmm. after that came uh, 5.3. And when I, where I laid documentation and I've also been a focus lead. So uh, I would say that things come really not planned for me when it comes to um, releasing WordPress version because the first, uh, my first uh, version that I was released lead for, I didn't really plan to be released for this version, but when uh, at a core chat, so core chats happen on Wednesday. So mm-hmm. at the core chat, we're like talking about the next session and uh, we were like forming a team or a release team. And yeah, I just raised my hand and said that <laughs> I like to contribute. And yeah, here's how <laughs> I found myself <laughs> in releasing. Actually, I didn't know anything about releasing an inversion. So I started learning at that time, uh, browsing the handbook, seeing what, <laughs> what it means to. So yeah, so that was the first experience. But like the, <laughs> the second one was more, um, let's say, um, uh, more cool for me because I already had an experience in releasing a WordPress version. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I was also very, absolutely very interested in the documentation part of WordPress. And um, so I, when they were, we were looking for different roles for the release group. And so the, the role of documentation coordinator is kind of new. Okay because we it's just for uh, if i remember well uh three two or three major version that they have been uh, a documentation lead for wordpress so okay. yeah so i i just like <laughs> let's say also jump into this role <laughs> and what and does that role do so basically the main purpose of the role is to ensure that everything that's new in a new version is well documented. So, because new major version introduce new things, maybe new functions, maybe new hooks, new filters, mm-hmm. and new features. Also, that's the let's say maybe the most important part that needs to be documented so that people developing teams or developing plugins can be aware of the new features that are coming with WordPress, maybe new deprecation of features that right. are coming in WordPress version. So it's very important that all these things get documented correctly. Mm-hmm. And so the documentation coordinator works very closely with um, the component maintainers because uh, those are people who, let's say, uh, define or help to define the scope of a company for a particular release. So a documentation coordinator works very closely to, with them to gather all the new things or everything that needs to be documented mm-hmm. and make sure that people who, for instance, if a contributor work on a feature, a new feature for a new version of WordPress. He he can decide to write a, a documentation notes mm-hmm. that we call <coughs> sorry a dev notes for this version. So the documentation coordinator have to make sure that all these notes are are wrote correctly right. in time, so that they can get shipped on. Uh, different place, maybe the core blog or version page or something like that. So basically the purpose of the role is making sure everything is very well documented. And actually it's a very important role and it also plays um, our work 
closely with the marketing team more related to new features because uh, that's what I noticed after working as documentation coordinator, for instance, when some new features came to WordPress 5.3, for instance, the feature of uh, big image traceful. So with 5.3, the very big image that I upload to WordPress are kind of resized automatically. Mm -hmm. And so I've... I've wrote the dev note for this feature, and when right there have been something like I, I don't remember maybe two hundred or one hundred and fifty comments about the the feature of people who may disagree or people who don't understand. That's why the documentation coordinator have to work very closely with the marketing team to ensure that uh, any new documentation is, uh, let's say, um, I mean, people are very well informed. People who use WordPress are informed about what's coming, what Mm -hmm. could eventually break their website or change how their website is functioning. So that's that's what I have done for, so it was a long release. I think it took two months or more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was a long and very interesting release. So two months is long. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I just, minor minor release took uh, maybe three weeks, uh, three weeks to one month. Okay. But uh, depending of the scope of the release or of right. how many new features are coming, major release took uh, yeah maybe two, two and a half. But uh, that was not the case, for instance, of the last release who is coming right now, mm-hmm. 5.4, mm-hmm. Uh, who is, uh, which is, uh, I would say, which will be maybe a little bit shorter than the precedent. Okay. Are you working on that release too? So no, not closely. I'm not working in the release team. Uh, actually, it's uh, so one of my uh, one of the things that um, I don't find not too much cool for me very personally when I was when I contribute to core is um, about the time zone. So mm-hmm. most of the time, for instance, the dev chats happen all Wednesday at um, what? 10 p.m. my time. Okay. So I'm probably about to go to sleep at that time. Right. So when I was working in the last two releases, like 5.2 to 5.3, I I took on me to be, um, I mean, to be there Mm -hmm. like every, I mean, every time my, my help was needed. So for dev chats, uh, I was stay at maybe from 10 p.m. to 11 or to noon. Right. And also after the dev chats, everything that's about uh, bugs, crops, and what, triaging tickets, they used to happen in U.S. time. Right. So, yeah, it's maybe it's hard for people living in uh, maybe European or GMT to, to attend this if you don't have maybe something like a passion or a dedication for that. Right. But I'm, actually, I'm very happy that the core team decided to organize some bug scrubs in European time. Mm-hmm. So I've, each week there's a bug scrub at uh, what, 8 or 7 a.m. in my time. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm in uh, GMT plus one. Okay. So, yeah, there's uh, like a bug scrub each week or each two weeks in the morning. So that's kind of interesting for people who can't attend uh, the activities in the night due to the time zone. Right. Yeah. Interesting. I think... 
what am I, GMT minus six or seven, depending mm. on the time of year. Because it changes. So yeah, it's a, it's a very large time yeah. difference. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm on, I'm not even on the West Coast, but some of the people that I work with are two hours behind, no, ahead of me. I'm two yeah. hours behind them. And even that can get sometimes <laughs> not problematic, but inconvenient, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so having eight yeah, or nine or seven. ten hours, yeah, yeah, it gets tricky. But it, actually, it's interesting that um, one of the main contributor or one of the main core contributor in France, mm -hmm. we also we live in the same time zone. So actually, I would say that I've paid in core contribution because of this person. He is like very involved in the WordPress community and WordPress contribution. Mm -hmm. And he, we also lived in the same time zone and he is very dedicated to contributing to WordPress core and I'm kind of maybe following his example. So yeah, I, <laughs> I try to keep up and yeah. That sounds good. That's a good reason to to keep doing it motivation right <laughs> yeah um what would you say is the reason why you continue to contribute and give back to wordpress what's in it for you <laughs> so I, I would say that the first reason probably the main reason is like it's all in the motto giving back to the community Mm -hmm. Because um, when I started working with WordPress at the first time, it was like by pleasure or by passion. It was because I, I really loved it. I, I adopted it because I really loved it. And later when I found a job as WordPress developer or whatever, actually at that time, I was not even thinking that it's possible to... So I used to see people hire or I've been a web developer, mm -hmm. but I was, I was not aware that it was possible to be hired to be a WordPress developer. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah, the first time I've started a job as WordPress developer, I found it very amazing. And I found that uh, this tool, this software, already gave a lot to me. So I just found natural to help making it better, right. help making more people aware of it. Mm -hmm. Because I, uh, maybe five, or yeah, five years ago, I didn't even know that there was something called WordPress. Yeah. And at that time, I would say that I was very interested in everything about I was already um, developing like maybe the classic way. <laughs> and I was not aware that there was something called WordPress. So I found it very natural to help people who don't know about WordPress know about it and see what they can, what they can make with WordPress. Right. And yeah. Nice. Making it better, it's also important to me because I've been a user mm -hmm. and I've faced some maybe frustrations mm -hmm. or I, I, I had some expectations that I WordPress didn't satisfy at that time. And I was not understanding that there was this was the work of frontier people that were dedicating the time to make it better. So being uh, the fact that I have been a user of WordPress before being maybe a developer or whatever make me understand the importance of contribution of helping people where maybe I've personally failed or where maybe I've been frustrated or yeah. 
Right. So sounds. I good. really love like giving back to the community. <laughs> yeah, it gets it's uh, it's addictive, and people who contribute a lot continue to contribute a lot. I think they like it. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, it gets more interesting. And yeah, yeah sometimes I personally think that. Or uh, I personally expect that one day or uh, at a time I will be able to contribute more mm-hmm. because, like, I'm uh, right now I, I contribute maybe in my spare time or when uh, I'm not at work or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I really expect to be able to give more to WordPress to contribute for to other teams to explore new things to yeah nice. and I, yeah I really expect one day will come where I maybe be contributing uh, maybe the half of my working time or whatever but yeah that would be good yeah. how can people get involved with the core team if they're new if they want to start getting in? So, so the first thing is to, so I love clarifying this point, is that uh, contributing the, in the, to WordPress first mm-hmm. doesn't mean contribute with codes. Mm-hmm. And also contribute to the core team doesn't mean uh, contribute just code. In the core team itself, there are many things that are not code related. Mm-hmm. So for people who start contributing, uh, they don't have to be maybe afraid of to deal with code at the first time because there are many parts. And I would say that the, the, maybe the easiest way I found to start contributing to WordPress core is to help or on uh, how they call it. There in our track, our ticketing system. Right. Track. There are um, some tickets that are tagged. Uh, I don't recall exactly. First contributor, something like that. These are tickets that are very easy. And maybe you just need to change a CSS line or a CSS stuff or actually even commenting tickets, this it's contribution. So you can comment a ticket, maybe giving your opinion or uh, giving, uh, let's see, giving what you think about the feature that's in the ticket that's a form of contribution to core. You right. can um, change a CSS line or you can just write a PHP or create a PHP function. That's contribution. You can maybe uh, write the documentation of a feature or of a function that's not in the code base. That's also a contribution. So mm-hmm. I think the easiest way to start contributing with WordPress core is looking at uh, uh, first contributor tickets in the track system right. and see where you can help. And also there's um, a meeting that happened at the last Wednesday of the month. I think it's a first time contributor meeting that happened just before the, the dev chat. So oh, okay. right now it's, it happened at, uh, 9 p.m. UTC plus one. And yeah, there, there are people that are dedicated to help new contributors to get involved in WordPress core. And they are very helpful. They are very, yeah, they are very helpful to new contributors. They can guide people into core, core team, into what they can start with and yeah, they give a lot of information about contribution. So one important, maybe uh, one 
a thing to do when you start contributing to core is probably attend these meetings. So that's really great. And the meetings are on make.wordpress.org slash meetings. Right. So there people can find uh, all the meetings that happen in the Slack. And yeah, the first contributor meetings, a very interesting maybe step in, yeah, yeah. in contributing to Curl. That's really and, great that they've got that first time meeting yeah, so that you yeah. don't feel like yeah you're jumping into something and don't know what yeah, you're doing yeah. and and yeah yeah that's, that's totally true because when you start if you are starting contributing and you attend directly in dev chat you maybe get a little bit lost <laughs> because yeah because uh people will probably start talking about what unless release component maintainers and <laughs> Yeah, we we'll probably get confused, but the first time contributor meeting is uh, like a very, very, very nice place to be. Right. Even me, I mean, people who attend this meeting are new contributors, very, very, very ancient contributors that are here to help. And mm-hmm. yeah, and so I particularly, um, I'm particularly grateful to these people who commit their time to help new person that are willing to contribute because it's a very huge work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, 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 I'm very grateful to these persons, to, the, to these people. That's great. And what about uh, for the documentation team? What's the best way for people to start getting involved there? So uh, I would say that the documentation team is currently one of the most active team Mm -hmm. in Make WordPress. And so I think to start contributing for all the teams in general, for all the teams, the... I mean, the normal way, or I would say the... Yeah, the normal way would be first to go to the make WordPress page mm-hmm. of the team. So right. for instance, if it's documentation, make WordPress.org slash documentation. Right. And then read the introduction about the team, what they do, mm-hmm. and um, what's, what are the projects they are working on now. Okay. And check what's what at what time they are meeting right so uh, most of the team meets once a week mm-hmm. or some of them so at the meetings everybody is like welcome to say hey i'm a new contributor how things happen here or whatever there mm-hmm. will always be someone who will be there to help so you just have to read what the documentation team about. And if you are interested in attending the meeting, you attend and say, hi, I'm a new contributor here. What can I do? How things happen there? And yeah, there will always be someone who is ready to help. And there's, that's, there's no shame in admitting that it's your first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But actually, personally, I, I, I think that many people that are starting contributing will probably be shy of um, speaking in meetings. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to be shy, actually, because everybody there is there to help, is there to make WordPress better. And mm-hmm. if you are here, like, attending a meeting, it's probably because you want to learn something or because you want to help what place would be better. So like, you don't have to be shy to talk to people to introduce yourself. So to introduce yourself to tell people what you are doing or what parts of contribution you are interested in. Because um, I know it can be very, you can feel intimidated mm-hmm. when you attend for the first time a meeting. Because uh, before before attending meetings, I 
I mean, before the first time I was attending meetings with maybe coin or maybe documentation, I used to research on internet what are the people working there. And I've seen like people using WordPress for what, 15 years? Mm-hmm. And I, I saw them in Slack and I was like, oh, how can I talk there? And I was like, shy, but all of them are very cool, very nice. And that's uh, one of the most, or maybe the most, the greatest thing about the WordPress community is that everybody is open, at least for people I've met. Mm-hmm. They're all open and they are all willing to engage, to help, to guide, to, yeah, anything. Yeah. So That's been my really, experience, too. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think uh, everybody who is, I mean, everybody, WordPress is something like among all open source projects to which I've contributed, I found WordPress as one of the most um, inclusive and most open. Mm-hmm. Because for for instance, in in for dev chats where you may think that. Uh, so when we start dev chat, most of the time, the person who is like leading the chat used to say something like, hey, this is the weekly dev chat about WordPress Go. Everybody is cool here. We don't make decision. Every decision happen on, on make, make blog posts. So that's something that's really um, emphasize the openness of the WordPress community. Because you may think that um, at the dev chat, people will gather and decide what WordPress will be in, mm-hmm. <laughs> in, in the next days, but that's not the case. Whenever there's a decision to, to be made, like we used to write it publicly mm-hmm. in blog posts, and then people can give them their opinion. And even people who were not able to attend the meetings are there so they can give their opinion about what's going on in WordPress. And yeah. Right. So what I would say to every new contributor is don't be shy. Everybody here is there to help and you are more than welcome to, <laughs> to say hi. So it's very difficult to say hi the first time. So we are more than welcome to say hi. Sounds good. And if they're feeling shy, they can say hi to you. Yeah. <laughs> you just have to raise your hand to like put the hand emoticon there. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll know that you are here and <laughs> Yeah. Those emojis are good. Have you ever been to a contributor day? Yeah. So Where? I've attended only one WordCamp till mm-hmm. now. It's uh WordCamp Lagos. That's uh in Nigeria, that's just near 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 where I where I live. Mm-hmm. So I've been at the contributor day of WordCamp Lagos last year. Okay. And yeah, that was nice. And what, what team did you work with that day? So I led the translation team. Okay. Because um, Nigeria speak. Um, oh, an English that's called Pidgin English. Mm-hmm. And they have started uh, a WordPress local of Pidgin. Okay. So I've helped on to show new contributors or people that are interested in translating WordPress to Pidgin how they can start, <coughs> how they can translate a WordPress code teams or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was really cool. And actually, I, I've learned a lot at this this contributor day because there were things that I was not probably aware of about um, starting a local. Because I, I was willing when I started contributing to translate WordPress and later to go one of my it's still one of my dream. It's to start a local in my in my language. So I speak a language that's called Fungi, and I'm really willing to start a 
a local in this language. But before attending the contributor day, I was not aware of all the work that was needed to start a local, all the information I need to gather, all the documentation I need to prepare. Because it's not just like uh, you want to start a local and <laughs> you just start right. a local. Yeah, because there are a lot of information that are needed to start a local. So I, I also learned a lot to this contributor day. And I hope, uh, yeah, I hope that I've helped people to, to learn also. And I, I'm happy to see that the Beijing local is uh, getting more people involved. And yeah, That's cool. it's probably in a good way to maybe reach the 100% of uh, coverage, translation coverage. Yeah, that's really great. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about, about contributing that I haven't asked you? Um, maybe meetups and word camps. Um, mm-hmm. I think for people who start contributing, it's also interesting to attend local meetups or local word camps because there you can meet people you know or mm-hmm. people you hear about in your community that work with WordPress. You can meet them and meet other people that, in, that are interested in WordPress and then talk about WordPress. So I found meetups very interesting. So for me, it was probably more difficult because uh, till six or seven months, there were not a, a WordPress meetup in my country, so I have, and so there were no meetups and there were not obviously word camps. Mm-hmm. So I've just attended one work word camp in Nigeria, and just after that, we have started uh, a WordPress meetup here in Kotonu, mm-hmm. and so I I found meetups also a very interesting way to learn about WordPress or to learn about contribution. Mm-hmm. And same thing with WordCamp. WordCamp are also like, I found WordCamp, I mean, the only one WordCamp I've attained, I found it so much interesting that, yeah, I, I hope for everybody who is dealing with WordPress or who is working or contributing to WordPress to attend a WordCamp one day. Even mm-hmm. if it's just a local WordCamp, the spirit, uh, the, yeah, the spirit of the event is, um, yeah, it's very nice. It's yes. very nice to see a bunch of people gathering to talk about WordPress with happiness. With, yeah, it's yeah. very cool. Was the WordPress uh, WordCamp in Nigeria one day or uh, two days? It was or more three days. Three, three days. days. Oh, right. Because yeah. two. So, did they do like two days, and then the third day was contributor day, or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was two uh, talk and presentation. Right. Yeah, and the third day was contribution. Was cool. contributor day. That's a pretty decent size word cap. Sounds like nice. Um. How many people show up at your your meetup now? So your local meetup. The two first, I would say, an average of twenty people, and the next meetup is so we are Friday is tomorrow, mm-hmm. and we have something like forty-two people that are registered. Wow. And. Yeah, so it's, I found it very interesting because we are just starting. And so, so since there were no meetups before, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it was maybe a little bit hard to, it's still a little bit hard to, the, maybe the communication part mm-hmm. to, yeah, to talk about the meetup to, yeah, and to, I mean, to introduce it to companies that, who maybe be willing to participate or sponsor. Right. And also to introduce it to um, participants that mm-hmm. would be interesting, interested. And yeah, so it's also maybe a little bit hard to find topics that people will 
really be willing to learn. Uh-huh. So we just like two weeks ago, we just did a survey into the participants asking them what they are willing to learn at the WordPress meetup. And yeah, it's yeah. so we, I think it was something relevant to to ask people what they want to see at a WordPress meetup, what they want to learn. And the responses can be very surprising because <laughs> us as, as, as people working daily with WordPress, there are some things that we maybe see obvious. Yeah. But for someone who is starting, it's not obvious at all. And mm-hmm. we maybe be thinking that, hey, we, uh, this stuff is too much obvious. We can't do it at a meetup. But we probably be doing things more advanced, but people want to understand because they haven't learned or they haven't been aware of the basics. So right. yeah, it was really great doing this survey. Yeah. And oh, nice. We have been like one week ago approached by a company who is willing to sponsor us. Nice. And so, yeah, it's really nice actually because we didn't um, talk to any company apart from those who are hosting the meetup about sponsoring. So someone for the company approached us and said, hey, we are willing to contribute to sponsor your meetup. And yeah. That's really That's great. great. Sounds yeah. like you have a pretty good community. That's, we don't. Yeah, that's a, that's a good size to start out with, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And yeah. Awesome. Okay. So now it's time for my favorite question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if people dread it or not, but I love it. Um, if you had to pick, which Wapu would you say is your favorite Wapu? So uh, I would say that. My my favorite WAPU is definitely the one of WordCamp Asia. Uh-huh. Because I, so all the, I mean, everything about WordCamp Asia, I found it nice, really nice. First of all, the website that was very nicely designed with the background color and everything that I really loved. Uh-huh. And also the WAPU, the story, I mean, the, the story of the designer behind the Hawapu. I also found very interesting that they have decided to share um, what are the stories behind the logo, what are the stories behind the Wapu and whatever. So, yeah, I would say that this is my favorite Wapu. Cool. And I don't know if I had the right to say my second favorite yes, yes. Wapu. Tell us another so, Wapu. <laughs> So, so I've, as I said, I've attended WordCamp Lagos and I've done something like a very local WAPU with, like, the WAPU is holding a drum and, like, he's, like, playing a drum. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, this is probably my second favorite WAPU, but, yeah, the WordCamp Asia one is definitely the best one. And what's, remind me, what does the WordCamp Asia one look like? I can't remember. Uh, it's like um, a it's like a a wepu who is um, holding who is hugging a virtual a virtual person or a virtual thing. Oh, okay. And who is like a little bit uh, I don't know. Uh, in I mean. It's form it's like uh, not so much habitual, usual. Okay. But it's still a very nice one. Actually, what I loved about the Wapu is the color. As I mm. said, I found it very well designed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, actually all the design behind what came as yeah, I love them all. And yeah, I'm a little bit sad of the cancellation. But mm-hmm. yeah, I do understand. Yeah. But that's still fun. Yeah. 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 But that's a nice little shout out to their Wapu on, on the yeah. day that, because yeah. today while we're recording is when where Camp Asia was supposed to start, I think, right? Today or uh, tomorrow? Uh, uh, mm, or in, Saturday? No, I think it was next, next 
today we have 14. It was in six or five days. Is it still? Okay. Yeah. But it's coming yeah. up real soon. Mm, yes. How much I know. Well, it was coming up real soon. Now it's not, of course. But yeah, nice that you picked WordCamp Asia. Yeah. And I will find, as always, I will find those two word, uh, those two wapus, and put them on the the show notes mm -hmm. page. Mm -hmm. So they'll be there. They'll, yeah. For the one of uh, you, just have to search for WordCamp Lagos Wapu. And I can find it. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Speaking of finding things, how can people find you online if they want to reach out? So I think the easiest way to find me online is on Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, because um, so I think I, I interact, interact there more than on other maybe social medias. Mm -hmm. And so just can just search for my handle. That's uh, Justin Aino. Mm -hmm. So it's and one at the end. Justin Aino one. <laughs> okay. So yeah, uh, I've so my story with Twitter is kind of weird because I've discovered Twitter um, maybe some years ago. Yeah. And when I came on Twitter, I didn't at the first time love it. So I abandoned for maybe three years. And then I came back and I found it amazing. And <laughs> I've met uh, some interesting people on Twitter and yeah. later in real life. And I found very interesting as a social place to engage. And yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm more, more willing or more able to talk on Twitter and all the social. Right. And do you have a website or anything that people might check out? Yeah, I have a website, uh, segbg.com. So uh, it's like S-E-T-B-E-D-J-I.com. Segbg is uh, one of my name. Okay. And... Yeah, that's where my website, when I talk about me and everything, <laughs> and I used to write as daily notes when I, where I share things about my day or what happened or interesting people I met. Mm -hmm. But it's changed a lot. So people who used to come on my website may notice change like all the three months <laughs> because I use it also for uh, testing purpose. So mm. I run like a testing version of WordPress. Right. And <laughs> I use to test themes and plugins. So it's my lab. It's my WordPress lab. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Excellent. So people can see as you play around with things. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for uh, chatting with me today about all of your contributing yeah thank you for having me thanks for finding a time that worked with the whole time zone difference <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's good to it's nice this is the whole great thing about the world wide web and being able to talk to people all over the place right yeah yeah totally awesome well thanks again justin thank you and yeah I mean, let's see. Uh, I mean, thank you for hosting the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> I really love podcast, and this just my second podcast I'm talking on. And I'm always like happy to, yeah, excited to talk in a podcast. Please. Because I listen to podcast almost all the time. and <laughs> finding myself <laughs> talking in one is also always a very interesting moment. Yeah. I hear you. Well, thanks again. I hope you enjoyed this episode of WP Contribute. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. For more information on how you can start contributing and show credits, visit wp-contribute.com slash info. Until next time, happy contributing.